keep her from living in sin. She liked the twinkle in his eye when he said those things. Other people in the room might think he was just joshing her, but she knew there was more to it than that. Yes, he was teasing, but he also meant it. After their high school romance came undone, they had both gone on to love and marry other people. But the connection forged by young love remained a glowing ember in both their lives. I'm sick and tired of these Minnesota winters, Marcia was saying. My one daughter keeps inviting me to come live with her in Florida, but I don't think I could handle all that heat and humidity. Besides, she takes care of her four grandkids when her daughter is at work. I definitely couldn't handle living in that kind of chaos. Again, Betsy said nothing. Her own son, Jimmy, was a dentist right here in Bemidji, but she wouldn't live with him on a bet, not ever because living with him would also mean living with his wife, Sandra, never to be referred to as Sandy, by the way, who could charitably be referred to as a ring-tailed bitch. That was one reason Betsy didn't want to move into assisted living in town. Being in town meant that she would be living that much closer to Jimmy and Sandra, giving them that much more opportunity to stick their very unwelcome noses into her business. Betsy's granddaughter, Athena, had made it clear that Betsy was welcome to come live with her family in Sedona. Betsy adored Athena, and her husband Chris was clearly a treasure. Their twins, Colin and Colleen, were cute as buttons, and when it came to living with little kids, Betsy was on the same page as Marcia. Having grandkids and great-grandkids come to visit was great. Twins were especially good when it came to bragging rights over bingo cards, but living under the same roof with them? Nope. That wasn't going to happen. I'd hate it if you moved away, Betsy said. If I didn't have you to take me back and forth to bingo, I wouldn't have any idea about what's really going on in town. For Betsy, playing bingo was the least important part of going. Gossip was the central purpose of those Monday night gatherings. Whose kid had been sent to jail or gotten out of jail? whose grandson had joined the Marines, whose granddaughter had staged a big church wedding even though her baby bump was clearly visible to all concerned, whose daughter had been picked up for dealing drugs in Minneapolis. All those little tidbits were grist for the bingo gossip mill. It's a shame about Tess Severson's older son, Marcia added. This has to be the fourth or fifth time he's been through rehab. Maybe this time it'll take... I hope so, Betsy said. It's got to be tough on his wife and kids. I'll say, Marcia agreed. Why his wife sticks with him is more than I can understand. With that, Marcia turned on to Last Road, the one that led to Betsy's farm. For a long time, their road had been the Last Road. But the name had become official only a few years earlier, when all the country lanes most of which had been nameless before, were assigned names. Sometime after that, the intersecting road was extended as far as the new gravel pit. At that point, Last Road had stopped being last, but the name stuck. Betsy's late husband, Alton, had loved having Last Road as part of their official mailing address, and it had certainly been the last road for him. Betsy suspected that despite Howard's sly invitation— Last Road would most likely be the last one for her, too. She had scattered Alton's ashes on the farm 
and that was where Betsy had asked to have her own ashes scattered as well. At least that's what it said in the final directions part of her will, right along with her do-not-resuscitate directive. Here we are, Marcia said turning into the driveway and skidding to a stop in front of the house. The snow was already starting to stick. Betsy knew that beneath the thin crust of snow was a thick base coat of ice that would make for treacherous walking. She had meant to ask Harold, her next-door neighbor and general handyman, to come by and apply de-icer to the walkway after that last bout of freezing rain, but she hadn't quite gotten around to it. Before she left for bingo, she had left the porch light switched on, and the lamps in the living room were lit as well. Leaving lights on when they were away for an evening was the kind of extravagance Alton never would have tolerated. Tonight, though, Betsy was glad the house looked warm and welcoming through the falling snow.